Hi everyone, welcome to the Climate Bond Cafe where our opening hours are a little increased over COP28. Yes, thanks to all the help and support of Bologna Europa, we'll be bringing you an accessible, bite-sized daily update around everything happening in Dubai over the next week or so. You may already know this, but COP is kind of the creme de la creme of events in the world of climate action. You may even know this firsthand. I was in Glasgow during COP26 and the place was vibrant, electric and full of busy, excited people. Even on a quiet day, Dubai is an eclectic mix of events, visitors. So what about an invited attendee for COP? Picture it, you land at the airport. Where do you go? Who do you meet first? And what are your aims for your time there? Today, we catch up with a good friend of the show to find out what it's like on the ground in Dubai. Okay, so just to kick us off, this is something I've liked to do when we've had the Climate Bonds Cafe episodes at COP28. If you could just let everybody know your name, uh, the job role you have, and maybe just for the people who are a bit less familiar, just what that sort of role kind of entails, if you can. Thank you, Barney. Yes. I'm Fabio Passaro and I'm part of the policy team as a senior transition policy analyst. Out of the things that I focused on, um, I've really I've really put a lot of time into the transition of hard to abate sectors as part of our broader transition program. Now hard to abate sectors are a selection of sectors among which we can include steel, cement, basic chemicals, uh, but also oil and gas and others. And these sectors are special in a way because they for some reasons made technological, political, from the financing point of view, hard, more hard, harder again to abate, hence the transition to net zero, which is one of our at Climate Fonds things that we focus on and we're really passionate about and working on. Fabio, great to have you on. Because I knew we were recording, I was I was really excited to, to get you on the show and um, it was it was hard not to introduce you myself, but I, I thought I'll let you have, have a moment just to say hello to everybody listening. Um, we're recording now at um, at COP28 and we've had a couple of episodes just kind of building up the excitement um, you know, for the opening couple of days. You're the first person I've spoke to for this series um, on the ground, if you like. So, I mean, there's a lot of people who've heard of, of COP. Uh, even for someone like myself, I was in, in Glasgow during the last COP, but I didn't sort of attend any events. You're very much on the ground, you're meet, meeting people, you're going to events. You just give everybody a, a kind of a flavour, a feeling of, of what it's like you know, on the ground in Dubai at the moment. Yes, let's unpack the first couple of days of, uh, of COP here in Dubai. And, you know, as per usual, there's a, there's a lot of hope every year when leaders from governments, industries, civil society, international organisations, banks, investors, all all together with so many others try to find an agreement on how we can fight climate change and how we can fight these impacts, but not just climate, also broader environmental and, uh, and social aspects. And to many countries, this means how we can ensure sustainable development. This is always how to ensure economic growth that is sustainable and leaves us in, within the 1.5 degrees limit of the Paris Agreement and this is always uh, in the hands of in the minds of everyone and yes energy is far energy is passing lots of hope as, as per every year and I believe that uh, the sustainable development point will be a crucial one this year. 
And I mean, just as uh, somebody, I, I think we were talking a little bit before recording, and I think it's your first cop. I mean, what are your what are your impressions of of the event of the venue? I mean, just I know you've been there sort of a, a couple of days now. How are you finding everything? Despite I think the controversies that are always running cops, and with sometimes in particular, I would say this uh, this year's presidency, the there is a lot of energy that is passing. There are trillions of events one can go to covering different topics and every day there is one topic that is uh, the key topic of the day but you have different pavilions from countries from organizations from international organizations as well that literally give everyone a taste of whatever they are after so you can always have a lot of events to go to and meet interesting people networking so this is i think very important for organizations like ours who's always eager to make connections. I mean, with, with that in mind, I'm, I'm not going to ask for a play-by-play of every conversation you've had on the ground, but uh, just for the people who are a little less familiar, um, can you talk a little bit about some of the events you've been at, maybe some of the, the people you've met? Uh, this isn't me asking for gossip, this is just uh, just genuine curiosity. Sure, I'll, very, I'll be very happy to. The most important focus that I have at Climate Bonds is around real economy and industrial transition and how we can make how we can make finance go to the projects that are truly credible and truly transition for these industries that i was mentioning earlier like steel and cement that aren't green today but are needed to reach green and not only for green cement and green steel in the future and as pos- as soon as possible but also for so many other sectors down the value chain that uses steel and cement so we need them to reach net zero now some of the interesting developments that uh, that I've witnessed today, to mention one, is a financial alliance that has just been launched here in Dubai at COP28. And this was to bring critical projects in these heavy and hard to abate sectors um, to deliver their decarbonization and to remain within the 1.5 global warming target of the, of the Paris Agreement. And this is an alliance for heavy industry, the ITA, that has been launched that is also backed already by the COP presidency with the 30 million dollars uh, ita stands for industrial transition accelerator and this is actually designed to make sure that the carbonization opportunities because there's a lot of opportunities there's a lot of investment opportunities in these sectors that they can then um, include energy industry and transportation to make sure that uh, these sectors transition and deliver not only the transition of the sector itself, but also all the others down the value chain that uses these these very materials. And f- I mean, for some of the guests we've had on previously who who are heading to COP, I, I guess by the time this recording goes out, you know, a lot of them will be there on the ground. What sort of key aims do you have for for the actual event? Would be my first question. And then, how likely do you think? you are to to achieve some of those because I imagine it's the sort of event where you bump into so many people you have so many sort of invigorating conversations you might have some successes on the ground that you never necessarily planned for if if that makes sense I mean do you have a a key plan a a sort of a list of non-negotiables that would be great to leave COP knowing that you've you've achieved Yes, I think that with the work that we've been doing at Climate Bonds in the transition of our two-bit sectors, it would be a shame not to make sure that from the standards and the sector criteria point of view, I'd like to tell the listeners that we've 
um, recently developed criteria and sector-specific criteria for these sectors that can then be used to certify that instruments that are then credible and give the, the, insure, the investors the credibility that they are 1.5 aligned and they are, um, again, trend credible transition and not just any transition to net zero. Very ambitious uh, criteria that we've developed. Um, and it would be a shame to leave COP without having spread uh, out as much as possible the this news together with the the guidance that we do at policy level with the recommendations that are needed to make sure that this transition happens because this transition relies heavily on policy support this is going to be difficult especially in the first stage and this decade is the crucial one this is the decade that is really instrumental to reaching the 2050 climate targets and 2050 um, paris agreement 1.5 goal and in this industry as i was saying they are not just important because of the because of the emissions of the industry itself even just the steel and cement account for over 20 almost 20 percent of co2 emissions globally but again because they are used by so many other sectors down the value chain that cannot truly decarbonize unless these sectors are 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 decarbonized in the first place so i would say that yes it would be a shame um, not to spread out and not to spread the voice and the news and I mean, has uh, has anything? I, I'm I'm really conscious you've only been on the ground for a short amount of time. I know the next few weeks are going to be incredibly busy for you, and um, I know there's sort of lots of follow up after COP. But I mean, in your early time there, has anything really surprised you about the event so far? I'm actually super happy to bring to the listeners' attention that something concrete has already been achieved, and this is rarely the case in the first days of COP where it usually what happens is that there are negotiations on setting the agenda and on deciding what's going to be the topics uh, of the discussion. And very rarely you get an agreement on something concrete during the first days. So this is really, this is really surprising. And honestly, it's so huge and uh, quite unprecedented that I expected to break through because um, uh, there would be two very intense weeks of negotiations following this, but it's, it's good to start, to start off on a, on a high note, on a, on a good note. And what's relevant is that uh, countries, um, is that the delegates and the countries have already reached uh, official agreement to set up a new fund that is destined, that is designated to help vulnerable countries to, to deal with extreme weather events uh, caused um, by climate change. And uh, again, what's relevant here is that many countries have already started to, to pledge their contribution and how much money they're going to put into this fund. And the COP28 presidency, the, the UAE, has announced $100 million and other, other important economies like Japan, the US, uh, Germany, Italy, the UK have all committed specific funds and specific amounts, amounts of money. And of course, this is the first agreement. It isn't perfect and uh, more, need, more details uh, definitely need to be defined and brought to the, to the center of the discussion but uh, mostly around the implementation of the fund where this money um, will go. And also what's important that needs to be defined is the replenishment cycle. Basically, uh, who's going to be able to put more money next into the, into the fund and by when to make sure that this fund has a long-term life and just uh, isn't only the, the follow-up of a, of a nice day and a successful day at COP. Fabi, we're recording this on the weekend. I was not expecting any significant breakthroughs. I, I thought maybe you'd be telling me about the the mini bar in your hotel room, or or maybe something interesting you saw, or somebody interesting you saw. That's fantastic news. Well, you've got a a concrete update for us, um, genuine 
action from nations have in theory the whole reason that anyone would would go to cop is for for significant action so i'm very grateful you've uh, you've managed to bring me some some tidbits of of news and gossip i'm going to let you go because i know you've got a crazy hectic few weeks i'm sure i'm going to be bothering you quite a lot just uh, because i know you're out there and they'll probably be asking who you've met and what's been going on but uh, for the purposes of today thank you very much for joining me and uh, enjoy the rest of your time there thank you very much thanks very much barney always a pleasure and uh... Well, yeah, then stay tuned for updates. Fabio Passero there, a friend of the podcast and always a good source of conversation. Fabio's role is policy in the transition sphere broadly. It's very technical. It can be complicated for non-experts like myself. But I think we got a good sense there from Fabio about how to approach COP. Despite having a wish list of aims, so much of the event is communication and collaboration talking, learning, but also looking for solid, genuine commitments to justify the event's existence. It must be so encouraging then to already see unprecedented agreements between nations. The event is full of high-profile, experienced and even famous faces, but the key thing is solid agreements, figures agreed and international partnership to fight the climate crisis together. More good news for you, we've got plenty more updates for you. There's going to be more highlights as the event goes on and that only means more speakers, more conversation and hopefully more great things to tell you from our time in the UAE. So check out all the episodes of this podcast on Spotify, search at Climate Bonds Initiative. You can also find us and our partners for this event, the fantastic Bologna Europa on social media. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thank you.